those who wish to follow along with this morning's scripture reading, please turn to page 652, 642 in your pew Bible. Our reading this morning is from the Old Testament. And let us remember that all that came before the Reformation is also part of our heritage. Reading from Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 31 through 34. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt a covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. And may the Lord bless these ancient words of wisdom and faith to our understanding. Thank you, Charlie. I wanted to uh, do a little contextualizing uh, before we hear from Luther today. Um, As I said, I'm kind of a history geek and I don't think Reformation and medieval history is something that most of us um, either study or remember from college or high school. Okay, so um, the pivot point of 1517 cannot be emphasized enough. Okay? In about the year 1000, the monolithic singular church that had arisen from the time of Christ split in two between East and West. The Eastern Church, which today we know as Eastern Orthodoxy, in Russia, in Greece, in Turkey, and the Western Church, often called the Roman Church or the Roman Catholic Church. Catholic just means one, okay? Then, 1517. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire, which actually isn't as big as you might think it is. Uh, It's kind of in Central Europe. Uh, So Luther is living in the midst of that. Um, There is no separation, you need to remember this, between church and state. Does everybody remember that? There is no, like, idea of, like, voluntary faith participation, okay? The most important institution in the town, the building in the center of town, is what? It's the church. 
and it has power over everything, including your soul, okay, on this side and on the other side. Okay? So when we talk about the Reformation, this is the power struggle that's going on. So when, like, you hear the words to that hymn and you're like, wow, those are kind of tough words. Well, you have to understand that's the struggle that was going on. Okay? So that's one. And then the other thing to keep in mind, which I think is funny, is Martin Luther did not set out to create a new church. He wanted to reform the church. I had a history professor at BU, and he used to say, Martin Luther wanted to put a little yeast in the bread. Instead, he put in a stick of dynamite. Okay? And one of the reasons he did that was because the printing press had just come in to invention, I think like 50 years before. And so these two events, along with an incredibly corrupt church, they all happened at the same time. As often happens in history, these events all coalesced and kind of symbolized in um, that one event on October 31st, 1517. Thus began what we know today as the Protestant Reformation. But it's not just about the creation of new churches. It's the creation of a whole new way of looking at life and of living life. Um, 